0: Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. Did I tell you I went to a concert last night?
1: Uh, yeah, you had, uh, you had mentioned something about it earlier in the week. Something about it was, it was like a a makeup concert or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was actually, it was the show that I was all excited about going to for New Year's Eve, but they, uh, they, they postponed it because, you know, COVID was, was going strong around New Year's, and I actually had COVID, so it worked out for me, but, um, the... One of the coolest parts of the show, actually, was that they had a they had a like one of those sign language interpreters on the side of the stage the whole time. Oh, uh, and it's it's always really interesting to 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 watch along with them and see like how they're how they're conveying the music to people.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I, have you ever tried to learn
1: sign language? Uh, no, I haven't. i, I no. I actually know a couple people that are very. I guess fluent is still the, the correct term. But yeah, I know I know yeah. a lot of people that, that you know know sign language very well.
0: Yeah, I mean I've 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 tried to learn a little bit, but it's it's really hard. But if you can, like if you can learn any of it, it really does come in handy.
1: I wish I was deaf so I didn't hear that joke. Gansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions!
0: Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast, presented by Sports Drink. Here are your hosts, Cam Matthews and Alex Butler. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how's it going today?
1: What? Bacon.
0: Oh, not too much. Not too much. It was, uh, it was a great week of baseball. Uh, really was. And, and, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna stick to mostly that for the show. Obviously, we'll get into the Braves recap a little bit later, but there have been some, uh, some some cool developments in uh, in baseball outside of the Braves that we need to talk about. Um, first of all, are Baltimore Orioles just keep winning?
1: All aboard the they... <laughs> <laughs> All aboard! Let, 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 let me tell you something. Baltimore Orioles train does not stop. It's Th- this team. This team trades away their franchise player that the front office says, "You know what? This ain't the year." And every single player on that roster is giving the biggest middle finger to that front office that I've ever seen.
0: Oh, I love it. I love oh, thank it so much. There's And, like, it's actually a team to get excited about. Like, there's a ton of young talent. They have a very promising future, and they're starting to show it to you.
1: Yeah, they really are. Like, Cedric Mullins is very quickly becoming a star in baseball, I feel like. Adley Rutschman is that dude.
0: Oh, yeah. Adley went from, from zero to star in no time.
1: You know, there there was so much speculation about him going first overall as a catcher. Like, there was a lot of, you know, I think people knew he could be good, but there was still a lot of speculation about just how good could he be and whether or not they were making a mistake at picking up a guy like that. No, that kid is tremendous.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
1: And,
0: and I, I don't know, I, I, I don't like the idea that you shouldn't take a catcher at number one because I, I don't think you can afford to underestimate the value of a catcher to your franchise
1: oh absolutely not it's the most it's the most underappreciated position on the diamond it is the most underdeveloped position on the diamond if that makes sense like kids aren't going out here wanting to become catchers yeah and 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 funny enough when Adley, right before the draft, uh, you know, two or three years ago, before Adley got drafted number one overall, there was a really cool feature on him in that I think it was his dad that convinced him as a young kid hey, you need to be a catcher. Like, this is not a position that kids take seriously and, and truly try to do well at. You need to be a catcher. And he said that you know, from then on, he he was a catcher, and I'd say it worked out for him so far. Absolutely, it has, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, oh man, if we just give me give me an Orioles Mariners playoff series, uh, I I need it. I need oh, I, it. I,
1: I, yeah, I I need it in the absolute worst way possible.
0: Well, uh, unfortunately, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows around the world of baseball this week, though. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr., who had just begun his rehab assignment to finally get back to the Padres team and and join the likes of Manny Machado and Juan Soto, gets popped for PEDs. 80 game suspension for Tatis going into next year. The, I believe the first 32 games of next year. Um, man, yeah. How do you think you're going to get away with it? And well, on, on top of on top of the audacity of doing it in the first place, to release this statement essentially blaming it on something you used to treat ringworms. Like, do you think we're all idiots?
1: Well, considering the fact that what he got popped for and the medication he claimed he was using are two different things, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a, that is a uh, distinct possibility.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, with that... With that being said, you you guys know that we couldn't possibly be able to to fairly analyze this situation uh, without a little help from from our official Padres correspondent, uh, Mister Sam Near. So uh, so so Cam, I think I think you have the audio on that. Can uh, can you go ahead and hit play on that? I sure can. Guys, am near here. Uh, I just have a non baseball related question, completely unrelated baseball at all. Um, but I've had in the last five or so days. I just wanted to know if you guys have any tips on how to treat it. I've seen some Wiltjermin, tough acid to stuff in the stores and stuff, but I don't know. I was just thinking maybe I could find something that all makes me stronger at the same time. Um, so yeah, just any advice would help a lot. Thank you. <laughs> oh. I miss tough actin' ten actin' commercials.
1: Boom! Boom! (laughs) Gotta treat that athlete's foot. Yeah. So, all right. This situation.
0: I'm Michael Judson Berry. And I'm Paris Nicholson. And we're both influencers. We're also your amazing hosts of The Social Dose, a fabulous new podcast where we serve your weekly dose of social's most important stories. It's like the Yassification of News brought to you by us, Paris and Michael. Join us and special correspondence three times a week, every week. So listen to the social dose from something else and Sony Music Entertainment. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Is wild on, on a few few different levels, right? <clears throat> so, for one, you you have the Padres who have seemingly mortgaged their next oh, I don't know, five to ten years on going for it right now, right?
0: It looked it, that it looked, way. It sure looked that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So you have it. You have a guy who at the time had only played. Roughly 80 games that you gave a $300 million contract to over the next 13 years. Let's walk through the timeline of this, right? He gets the contract, has a decent season, goes on the cover of MLB The Show gets hurt in a motorcycle accident gets asked about it replies which one never hears anything you know we never hear anything from him this entire season up until a couple of weeks ago he starts doing rehab assignments and then boom gets popped with peds and will not appear this season nor the first month or so of next season and the Padres coaching staff and his teammates have not exactly bit their tongue about this situation either.
0: They have not. And uh, what, who was it that had the the harshly worded statement? Was it Clevenger? Uh,
1: Clevenger had one, I think. who was it? Someone else had one. Um, of course, AJ Preller said something. That, yeah, I, and it, and it all
0: revolved around the issue of of trust, and and I think that's fair like how how does that locker room trust him to to get back to the major leagues and and stick around for a significant amount of time if you know he's he's just out there wrecking motorcycles and taking PEDs
1: right well so the answer of or the question of which one back in spring training i feel like did not get as much red, al- you know, red alert, uh, you know, I, like it should have, probably, because I, I don't know. I feel like that got brushed off quite a bit. But for a guy who is supposed to be the star of your team, the center point of your offense and defense to get hurt during the off season doing something, you know, seemingly dangerous.
0: I don't want the face of my franchise out there doing his best Bobby Petrino impression.
1: Yeah, no, no, you don't. You don't. Um, I'll I'll say this. At no point do I think he's a bust or his career is over. I mean, you know, bear in mind what he just got popped for. He got caught. What was the drug test like at the end of March or something like that when when it was taken? Right, right. So he so seemingly he has never tested positive while actually having played. Um, not that doesn't necessarily make you a better baseball player, but uh, I think talent is still there. But man, he's just—I don't know—I feel like in one way or another, he—he's he's, just—he's got to grow up a little bit. Like, and that may sound harsh, but I think in this situation, you just got to say, "Dude, you got to grow up some because you—you you have all the talent in the world and could be a you know top five baseball player." Like we all think you can be, but you got to make some better decisions here. Yeah, and I mean, I mean,
0: there's there's some urgency to it too because, right? You know, Tatis is very good. Don't get me wrong, but but he is by no means a finished player. Like oh, he he still has developing that he needs to do, especially de- uh, defensively, and it's not going to be easy to get that done when you're not even on the field.
1: No, it, it, it's not, and he's certainly not the the first player, you know, in, in any kind of sport to to have a rough start to his career in terms of behavior and off field antics to you know be able to turn it around. I mean, you know, different sport, but in football, look at a guy like like a Brett Favre, right? And, you know, his short tenure with the Atlanta Falcons. Was tumultuous to say the least, and he was considered a bust because of his off-field behavior. Now, completely different circumstance, of course, he was dealing with substance abuse issues and and, and things like that. Well, but-
0: even even sticking with the same team, look at Mike Vick. He came in and he was the the hottest thing on on planet Earth, and before too long, he was getting popped in airports for carrying weed through security and and all sorts of things of that nature.
1: Right, right. I think. I think that the thing about this for the Padres, especially whether you're a fan or you're a teammate or you're a coach or in the front office, I think the, the alarming thing about this entire scenario is the contract that you've already given this guy.
0: Oh yeah, like, and, like, and there was a lo- there was a lot of talk about that contract having been way overinflated, uh, e- even the day he signed it.
1: Correct, you know, because we're talking about somebody that at the time, again, had only played roughly 80 games. I say all of this to say that I still believe he can straighten things out. You know, it's not like, again, it's not like he has a substance abuse issue or he's gotten in any kind of necessarily legal trouble. He made a couple of bad decisions being a little reckless in his personal life, and then he made a very bad decision in terms of his baseball career by taking a substance he should not have taken to presumably try to recover a little quicker that being said he's still a young player and still has plenty of time to turn this around and still be as good as we all think he can be but boy it's got to start now you know
0: oh absolutely it has to start yesterday so So, yeah uh so that's that's a little bit about what's going on in baseball today cam what do you say we take a look at some cool moments from days past
1: let's do it all right we are going to jump into this week in baseball history as always you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com and the week we're going to be looking at is august 15th through the 21st our first fact comes to us from august 15th 2012 joining philip humber and Matt Kane, Felix Hernandez becomes the third pitcher to throw a perfect game this season, making the first time in major league history that three spotless gems occurred in the same year. King Felix's one-to-nothing victory over the Rays at Safeco Field is the first perfect game and fourth no-hitter in Mariner history, which includes hitless games tossed by Randy Johnson and Chris Bosio, and the combined pit, combined efforts of six pitchers in June. So, wow. on an afternoon where we came very close to seeing a perfect game, here we are on the weekend, which the third perfect game in a single season occurred. And, <laughs> side note, this was the last perfect game to have occurred ten years ago. Wow,
0: three in a season is, is wild.
1: It, 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 it is crazy to think about, really. And the fact that there hasn't been one since in ten years – is 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 bananas.
0: This this fact also makes me sad because there was a there was a very large part of me that was really really looking forward to seeing Felix Hernandez pitching for the Atlanta Braves.
1: Yeah yeah man we have such we
0: man we'll always have that one spring training start, and it was a good yes, one.
1: It was he, he he tossed didn't he throw like the very first game of spring training that year.
0: Yes, he did.
1: It was great. It was tremendous. And then
0: uh, one of one of one of the coolest baseball experiences I've had was going up to uh, at the time it was it was Safeco and seeing Felix pitch for the Mariners. The he he pitched a great game. The the Kings Court was going crazy the whole time. It was a a very cool experience and. Um, I just I, I think even though he he's he's got all these accolades, he's still a little underappreciated because he was he was stuck in Seattle for his entire career.
1: Yeah, I, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I feel like because at, at the time, let's say this was ten years ago, so I was I had just graduated high school, getting ready to start college, so like I wasn't necessarily as in tune with baseball as a national product as I am now. You know, I watched the Braves, right. and that was. Just about it. I feel like you know, unfortunately, I missed a good deal of Felix's dominance, you know, because he did play in Seattle, and I wasn't necessarily paying attention to Seattle baseball when I was, you know, a sophomore, the, the junior, one senior good thing,
0: in life. The one good thing we had about that time is that that was it was still, granted, it was the tail end, but it was still the heyday of of Sports Center, where where you know, uh, I remember. Probably a decade or maybe even two of of I'd wake up in the morning and I would put SportsCenter on and they would actually show me all of the the coverage from around the country and I could get a feel for what's going on out there. So thanks to thanks to that outlet, I was able to, to have at least a working awareness of Felix Hernandez, even though thanks to the way Major League Baseball operates, I wasn't able to watch him on any kind of a regular basis.
1: Yeah. Yeah, un- un- unfortunately. You know, that that's why I feel like I've made a point now um, to try to watch, especially like on a Friday or Saturday night or something, if I'm at the house and, you know, the girls have already gone to bed or what have you, when the Braves game ends, I've really tried to get better about flipping over to a West Coast game, at least for a little bit, uh, you know, before I go off to bed, just to see these guys that otherwise I might not see, especially like that when the Angels are playing, Yep. you know. Um, I, I've made it a point to try to watch more Angels games just because they have oh. Otani and Trout. <laughs> I I mean
0: I I'm gonna make it a point to try to watch more Angels games just because they have Tuki Toussaint and Tucker Davidson.
1: Exactly, friend of the show, Tucker
0: Davidson. Friend of the show, Tucker Davidson. Many many happy trails to Tucker. Wish him all the best in uh, in in Anaheim. But uh, man, that was uh, that was a tough one to see him go, even though. Uh, he had some some tough luck in his last few starts with the Braves. Uh, it was uh, it was a really cool experience to get to bring him on here and uh, especially talk to him after winning a World Series. Absolutely, it was.
1: All right, our next fact comes to us from August seventeenth, nineteen fifty seven. All right, Alex, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. This is not funny. Okay. This fact that I'm about to tell you is not funny. Okay. Do you understand?
0: I I get it.
1: Okay, to 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 the listeners. Listen to this.
0: We're putting our serious faces on.
1: This fact is not funny. Can you tell I'm smiling already? All right. This fact is the damnedest thing I've ever read. All right. August 17th, 1957. In a game against New York at Connie Mack Stadium, a foul ball off the bat of Richie Ashburn breaks the nose of spectator Alice Roth, the wife of the wife of an editor for Philadelphia's Bulletin. As she is carried off in a stretcher, the Phillies leadoff hitter nails her again during the same <laughs> <laughs> I told you we weren't <laughs> Look.
0: <laughs> oh my god. a simpsons sketch or something like
1: that <laughs> oh here's to you mrs alice Roth. richie oh. ashburn has just broke your nose oh,
0: oh, oh. oh my god and so then a th-
1: like okay and okay, then okay, a so-
0: third foul ball went into
1: the stands and knocked out the people trying to help her Okay, so, like, there's a couple of Simpsons references this works with. Um, there's the episode where Homer's house is on fire, and Flanders tries to save him, and he throws Homer out the window of the second story onto a mattress where Homer immediately bounces back through the living room window back the house. And then, of course, there's where uh, Homer tries to jump the Springfield Gorge on a skateboard, gets horribly hurt gets put uh, into the back of an ambulance on a stretcher, and the ambulance doors opens, and he goes back into the gorge, strapped to the <laughs> stretcher. <laughs> I feel like... I now, feel that like sounds to,
0: like something I would have seen on, like, a wrestling show.
1: Right, right. I feel like I desperately need to read more about this story because I've never heard this story before, but this is just the darndest thing.
0: That's pretty again, good stuff.
1: Again, it's not funny. Not funny not funny at all all right our next fact comes to us from august 19th 2007 john smoltz becomes the braves all-time strikeout leader when diamondbacks third baseman mark reynolds becomes the 40-year-old right-handers 2913th victim bill Negro previously established a franchise record pitching for the club in milwaukee and atlanta for 20 seasons from 1964 to 1983
0: do you see anyone on the current roster breaking so, that record?
1: So funny you ask. I thought let's 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 take a gander. Right? Where's Freed Max, at? Max Freed. T- take a guess. Take a guess. And he, he has pitched in 117 games in in the regular season. How many strikeouts do you think Max Freed has to this point in his career? Six hundred and
0: fifty. Five hundred and
1: seventy-four.
0: Okay. wasn't too far off.
1: Yeah, I don't—I I mean, Spencer Strider's making a good run at it, but I feel like—but he's going to have to do that for the next—
0: Exactly, time. yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, Freed, at least we have some sample size to work with.
1: Like, you know, say, say what you want about John Smoltz now, you know, as, as an announcer, but the man was an absolute strikeout machine. Oh, yeah. Playing. Like it can't be understated how dominant of a guy he he was, um, and so you know sitting at the all-time stri- as the all-time strikeouts leader for the Braves at twenty nine hundred strikeouts, that that's probably gonna sit a while,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, that that record might be safe for a, a good bit of time.
1: Good minute. All right, and our final fact comes to us from August twenty first, nineteen forty seven. And this is fitting because obviously it's all over TV right now in the afternoons especially, so maybe you've you've caught some in your spare time. But the very first Little League World Series tournament takes place at Williamsport, Pennsylvania. With a 625 team batting average, the hometown Maynard Midgets easily win the tournament (laughs) 16-7. Is that funny? No, that is derogatory, Uh, Alex. What's wrong with
0: me? You said
1: it. You're canceled. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that has been uh, this week in baseball history. Do that useless knowledge, which you will.
0: All right, guys, we'll be right back to recap a great week for the Atlanta Braves and take a look at what lies ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the types of weeks that we we enjoy bringing to you guys to talk about. It was a good one. We started it on Tuesday the 9th with a two-game set In Boston, the Tuesday game was Austin Riley's game. He started the scoring in the first inning with an RBI triple scoring, Ronald Acuna Jr. Tacks on a 426-foot two-run homer in the third, and then comes back in the 11th and has the game-winning two-run single. Uh, Charlie Morton went six innings, allowing six hits and five earned runs, walked one and struck out seven. Um, but the real story besides Riley for the Braves was the bullpen. The bullpen covered five innings allowed, five hits, one earned run, walked one, and struck out nine. So fantastic effort from the bullpen there. Braves win 9-7 to in 11 innings, but they lose Orlando Garcia to a hamstring injury. That is not the kind of news we wanted to hear Uh, well before getting Ozzie Albies back. So lots of questions to answer at second base after the game on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, and, you know, going into this game, I think a lot of us were looking at uh, these next two series as kind of a palate cleanser, right? But, boy, game game one against the Red Sox was not easily earned. You know, you have to go 11 innings after an absolute, like, horrible five-game series against the Mets. And then, um, like you said, on top of all that, you lose Orlando. Who I feel like... What, what was the official diagnosis on that?
0: I don't think it was a tear. No, um, no.
1: Although there was like... There was the quote from, I think, Snit talking about... Orlando said something about he thought he heard it pop. Which was like ooh, horrifying.
0: Behavior. Ooh. Yeah, that's not good when you're talking about hamstrings.
1: No. No, it's not. Um, so, yeah. you went on, on Tuesday night, but you immediately begin to wonder, uh, what do we do now?
0: So we got an answer to that question on Wednesday morning before the game. The first thing was that we called up Kirby Yates to fill out our bullpen. Uh, he's out, out of it, done with his rehab assignment, and he is now pitching for the big league club. club. So uh, great news uh, for a team that just had a, a phenomenal five-inning bullpen outing. Uh, and on top of that, the Braves called up yet again another top prospect. This time, Vaughn Grissom, straight up from AAA to play second base.
1: No, 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 from AA.
0: I meant to say AA, but I said AAA. Give me a break. I was at a concert last night. <laughs> you so, anyway, Vaughn Grissom called up from AA Mississippi to play second base. Uh, Kyle Wright gets the start against the Red Sox, goes six innings, allowing six hits, only one earned run, uh, one walk, and one strikeout. So, a, a good, very good outing from Wright. Uh, and then Vaughn Grissom absolutely sends a ball out of Fenway Park, over the monster, Onto the street outside of the stadium. Scores Michael Harris the second. First home run of his career over the monster. Braves win 8-4.
1: So, like full disclosure, I don't necessarily monitor the Braves farm system as closely as I used to. At least not during the rebuild where you were learning about these guys that were potentially going to come up. I had heard the name Von Grissom. Didn't know a whole lot about the young man. And, my God... (laughs)
0: yes um I, I don't i I do not understand how the Braves keep doing this uh I believe that is our third number one prospect that we've called up this year and they've all worked out very 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 well
1: uh yeah second one that has skipped AAA entirely yes <laughs> what is happening yeah the this is not supposed stripers, to be, this is, is not supposed to be chambers. how this
0: is not supposed to be how the year following a World Series goes. Right,
1: right. And, well, and you know, we, we still have, like, a horrible farm system, but that's because they're all here.
0: Exactly. The farm is in Atlanta. Yeah. So the Braves sweep the the, uh, the short two-game series against the Red Sox and have, have an off day on Thursday before coming back for a four-game and three-day series against the Miami Marlins. Friday – Jake Odorizzi gets the start and goes four innings, allowing eight hits, two earned runs, one walk, and two strikeouts. Michael Harris the second goes two for three, including a home run in the eighth, scoring Grissom. Kenley Jansen was a little bit shaky with the walks in the ninth inning, but still manages to get the save, and Braves win the game four to three.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, this game was... I'm going to say struggle, but it, it, it was certainly a hard-fought contest. Um, but, you know, at this point now, you won three in a row, which feels nice, especially after having dropped three in a row earlier in the week. or the, at least For the first,
0: first time all year, I might add.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were the last holdout to lose three in a row, by God.
0: Do you get a trophy for that? I'd like a trophy for that.
1: Not in this participation <laughs> trophy generation. <laughs> ah.
0: Alright, I thought I was the old guy on the show. Anyway.
1: So yeah, we go more, into I'm the more southern guy. How about that?
0: <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we go into Saturday. Like well, you um... you
1: are you are like the more bulky <laughs> guy, and I just I hop on here every week and just talk cornbread, right? Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, when you were born in a bathtub. I, I was born
1: in a bathtub, lest we, lest we forget. All right. <laughs> God, episode one, Jesus. <clears throat> now we're about quickly approaching episode one hundred here in a couple. It's weeks.
0: coming right up, guys.
1: That's wild. we are
0: one hundred episodes. We are staring down the barrel of it. I can't
1: believe it. Be 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 honest with me. How many how many episodes did you think when we started this that we would actually end up doing? Um, I,
0: I thought I thought a season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
1: agree with that.
0: Especially when COVID hit and, and baseball went away for a little while. I thought we'd we'd do it to keep ourselves busy during COVID. And then it, if we did. Then, it, then it'd be over.
1: <laughs> which, which we did.
0: Exactly. Um, anyway, getting back into baseball. Saturday, we come in for a doubleheader and... It was Saturday that things just started getting weird with the Braves roster. Basically, the the last three games of the Marlins series, the Braves were fielding a junior varsity team. Um, so starting at catcher for your Atlanta Braves uh, in the first game of the Saturday doubleheader was Chadwick Trump. Chadwick Trump. And all he did was go three for four with three RBI all aboard the Trump train.
1: Where the hell did this kid come from?
0: I don't know. Everybody, it, there's there's magic in the water in Gwinnett, dude. I, I that's all I can say. Man,
1: every time he came to bat on Saturday and got a base hit, I just I found myself laughing. When he would just put one off the board yeah. out, out in left
0: field, and and on top of of Trump coming up and showing out in the first game of that doubleheader, Kyle Muller got the start, goes five innings, allowing three hits, two earned runs, walked one, and struck out five. A really solid outing from from Kyle Muller in his first major league action in quite a while.
1: Recovering uh, from a broken hand too. Buddy. Recovering
0: from a broken hand. The the. <laughs> One of the weirdest things he had to go to Dick's Sporting Goods the day of the game, and and buy a, a lady's softball glove because it was the only thing that would fit over the wrap that was on his broken hand, which thankfully was not his pitching hand.
1: And yet he's such a ginormous human being; it did not look all that long.
0: It didn't look weird, like, like if you didn't.
1: It didn't look out of place, like what's exactly?
0: If you hadn't heard that story, you wouldn't have probably known. But anyway, so so we got the great performances from Tromp and Muller. The Braves ended up having 11 hits in the first game of the doubleheader. Kenley Jansen comes in into lockdown, save number 26 on the year, and the Braves win 5-2, to two, extending this winning streak to four games.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, just like a good, solid game. This is the Chadwick-Tromp game.
0: The Chadwick-Tromp game, I love it. So we get to the second game of the doubleheader. And we got to see something we haven't seen in what feels like far too long. Ronald Acuna Jr. first pitch of the ball game, four hundred and forty-two foot home run. Oh, it was a thing of beauty. It really was. Goodbye. Goodbye. Vaughn Grissom comes in and gets his second homer in uh, in in his brief major league career. Yeah, in Ian, the recently sent down Ian Anderson is called back up to start the second game of this doubleheader and he comes in with six innings pitch five hits, two earned runs one, stri- or one walk and four strikeouts so two great performances from Muller and Anderson uh, on a day where where we weren't really expecting much from our pitching staff.
1: No not at all and, and to talk about Von Grissom just a little bit more um, I was listening to the pre-game show, I believe, on Game 2. Or, heck, I'm in the pre-game show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was pre-game show of today. Um, so, at that point, he had scored a run in his first four games, um, which now it's five because he scored a run on Sunday's game. So, he has scored a run in his first five games for the Atlanta Braves. The franchise record, funny enough, for the Atlanta Braves since 1901, is Fred McGriff. With eight. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a little fun fact for you, but he is like, he is like one of four guys in Atlanta Braves history to score in at least his first four games. That's awesome. Yeah, gotta yeah, love very, the kid. Very cool stuff.
0: Um, so the Braves in the second game of the doubleheader get ten hits. They had twenty-one hits on Saturday, guys. Um, the offense has come alive. Uh, Braves win six to two in the second end of the of the doubleheader, extending that win streak to now five games. So we get back on Sunday the fourteenth for the uh, for the final game of the Marlins series. We have yet another double A or sorry triple A pitcher called up to start this game. Bryce Elder gets the call for the Sunday game and manages to put up probably the best pitching performance the Braves have had all week. Seven innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, walked three, struck out ten. An absolute masterclass from Bryce Elder. Uh, I, th- I think it's the beard, Cam.
1: It might be. Yeah, uh, this was as impressive of a star as we've needed from a young pitcher this season. I I really don't know what more you could ask for. And, and of course, run support seemed a little shaky all the way up until the ninth inning. But, boy, oh, boy, Bryce Elder just looked tremendous this afternoon.
0: He did. He did. But it looked like it was shaping up to be yet another Brave Sunday day game. Uh, the Braves were blanked until the ninth inning and they were down one to nothing going into the ninth but then Michael Harris comes in with a solo home run. William Contreras has an infield RBI single and Matt Olson manages to score on a wild pitch. Braves ultimately win three to one, sweep the Marlins in a four-game series for the first time since 2018 uh, and extend their winning streak to six games going into a huge series with the Mets
1: you know, I think last week. What did we say? Uh, what was it across six games? We said four and two, like would, would be optimal. So, uh, yeah, to to go six and zero this week needed it. Needed yeah, it yeah, especially, yeah,
0: need it. especially coming off of uh, a disappointing Mets series and going into uh, an even bigger Mets series. Uh, really liked seeing this week out of the Braves uh, put themselves in a good position to, to make like life difficult for the, for the New York Mets. And, and the most impressive part of it all is they were able to do all of that and, and, and basically get all of their pitching extra rest. Uh, they were able to buy some time for Max Fried to recover from the concussion that he, that he got last week. Um, and, and basically just managed to, to, patch up all these holes with, with minor leaguers and, and address issues that, that they weren't really able to address uh, on the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't, you don't expect the backup to your, to your second baseman to go down with, with, a, with a flat tire, right? And so...
0: And when he does, you certainly don't expect a double-A ball player to come up and take his spot with any success whatsoever.
1: It, it, exactly, exactly. It, it's, you know, we got, we, we've gotten so used to to Ronald and to Riley and to Albies and, you know, some of the other pitchers and whatnot being like the young guys for the team, right? And I think we, we lost sight of the fact that there were still a few more young guys that were going to come up at some point. But boy, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can say enough about. What guys like a Spencer Strider or like a Von Grissom through you know through his first six games or through his first five games, or especially what a Michael Harris has done in his time at the big. I mean, Michael Harris for a twenty-one-year-old rookie looks as confident and as competent of a batter at the plate as you'd want. Did you and see I, his post-game interview today? I did. I did.
0: Michael Harris is a legend. Already, he he tried to see how many times he could say "meow" in a post game interview, and I think the final count was six. So good, just, just so so
1: good. So good. And, and and Cam,
0: if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you stumbled across a uh, a, a bit of news regarding uh, another kind of non trade acquisition the Braves are are, uh, are looking to make.
1: Well, you know, partner, if this works out, this would be like a mid season trade. <laughs> If we're uh, we're able to get them,
0: yeah. You knew where you knew where I was pointing you.
1: <laughs> you, you, you I, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we were recording a previous segment, the news did break that Mike Soroka is set to begin a rehab assignment on Tuesday night with the Braves' High A Rome affiliate in Greensboro.
0: This is the first Mike Soroka news I've heard in a year and a half that I think is worth getting excited about. Guys, we are we are very soon going to see Mike Soroka on a professional baseball mound again. Uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am about that. You know, even even if he doesn't uh, regain his his form from a couple seasons ago, just seeing him fight to get back and 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 achieve that goal is is something worth celebrating.
1: So Soroka, age 25, is coming back from a twice ruptured right Achilles and three surgeries. He for it in August 2020 and again in June 2021 while rehabbing. In 2019, Soroka had a 2.68 ERA in 29 starts and was an All-Star, National League Rookie of the Year runner-up, and sixth in Cy Young Bounty.
0: Oh man, I don't, I don't want to let myself get excited like we're gonna get that again but what if man could you imagine could you imagine we'll be you know i feel like we'll be unstoppable if if he comes back to form
1: i I feel like a lot of us have, have somewhat forgotten you know just because just how good he really is you know um have i ever told my mike soroka story on the podcast.
0: Not, not that I recall. What's your Mike Soroka story? I, I
1: feel like maybe I have, maybe not. I don't know. It, it, it's a good one. It's quick. So I think it's 2020. Yeah, yeah, 2020. Right before the pandemic hit, I am in Atlanta walking around Truist Park for Chop Fest. I am standing in line there at the home plate entrance. So you know where the gift store, the the like souvenir shop is? Yes. Right there at home plate. Okay, so I'm standing in line in the concourse. And right there at the home plate entrance, there is a set of elevators, okay? Here comes Mike Soroka with a couple of, like, Braves people, you know, security guard, usher-type people, walking over to the elevator. You know, of course, everybody's like, hey, Mike Soroka!" hey, you know, as, as he walks by, he's waving, that sort of thing. And he gets on the elevator, walks into the elevator, turns around, and just as the door is closing a little girl standing in line to go into the souvenir shop yells out, My name's Michaela!" Right? 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 And so, Mike Soroka, without skipping a beat or changing the non-expression on his face, gently sticks his hand up and goes, I'm Mike. And the elevator doors close and he was never to be seen again.
0: That is the most... Wholesome, lovable story I have ever heard.
1: It is the most Mike Soroka story you might ever What a what a guy! I'm Mike. That's it. He's just (laughs) just gone.
0: All right. So I I know we'll all be keeping a close eye on on Mike Soroka as he hopefully progresses back to the big leagues. Still not sure if we'll see him this year, but I do know who we're going to see during the uh, upcoming New York Mets series here in Atlanta that starts as you're listening to this today. We will have 4 games against the Mets. All of them will be a 720 start. Game 1 will feature Carlos Carrasco up against Spencer Strider. Game 2 will feature Taiwan Walker and Charlie Morton. Game 3 Max Scherzer against Jake Odorizzi. Um Ooh. Yeah, so if you guys have anything you need to do on Wednesday or chores you've been putting off or or anything like that, Wednesday's a great day to get all that done. Uh, Thursday will be Jacob deGrom against Kyle Wright, and then Friday we go into a three-game series against the Houston Astros, who you may or may not remember we last saw in the World Series.
1: Yeah, so this is the... (laughs) This is the toughest seven-game stretch we have all season. Oh yeah, Far none. There is no comparison. And and we we, we are literally it, facing the two top, we're two of the top teams in each league in seven days straight.
0: To me, you have to take the first two games of the Mets series. You've you've got to you've got to get to Carlos Carrasco and Taiwan Walker um, because we all know what Scherzer and Degrom are capable of. And we do not want to be trying to, to to climb ourselves out of a hole in that series with those guys on the mound. Uh, as far as the Astros series goes, there is one thing and one thing only I really want to see out of the Astros series. And that is a Justin Verlander versus Charlie Morton
1: game. Two old guys just doing it. I
0: mean, they won a World Series together. They played together for a long time. Uh, Charlie then obviously had his his gutsy performance to help beat the Astros last year. It just seems like the right matchup, even even if uh, even if they're not on the same team anymore.
1: Right, right. So let me let me ask you this: out, out of seven games next Sunday, when we hop on this fine podcast once again. What is a record you would be happy with over seven games like this?
0: Get get me to four and three this week. Get four me and to three. four. Get me to four and three this week. I'm 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 fine if you. I'm fine if you win one series and tie or lose the other. Okay. Just just get me four wins.
1: Okay.
0: Don't lose any more ground to the Mets. You have to win two games in that series. Absolutely have to.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think you know. I think ideally with the Mets, a, a split is perfectly
0: fine. Um, yeah, oh, people will still freak out if we split, but I'm okay with a split. Yeah, yeah. Just I, don't just don't lose ground. We still have another series with the Mets coming up after that one. And we'll be back to talk to you about that series on this show. But before we go, you know we got to thank Sports Drink. Sports Drink brings you this podcast. They are your digital water cooler. They are here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Check them out on social media at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's Sports Drink just without the vowels. Or on their new website at uh, at sportsdrink.org. One question, though. Cam, you're not going to let the funk out, are you? Sports Drink is trying not to let the funk out.
1: Man, I had chicken wings last night, and I let
0: so much funk out on my couch. Ooh, boy. I had Waffle House for breakfast. I'm about to let the funk out after this show. So that's going to do it for this this episode of the Chatting (laughs) Average. (laughs) That's going to do it for this episode of the Chatting Average podcast. For Mr. Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. We'll see you all next week for another brand new episode. Bye. has been the chatting average podcast brought to you by sports drink be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average we'll see you next week for another brand new episode